It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation. What's happening? What's good? It's your boy Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Lockdown Rams. Tuesday edition of Lockdown Rams. We are going to be doing a mock draft today. Tried to do one yesterday for Mock Draft Monday. Got done recording the whole thing. Played it back. It was a whole bunch of static. You couldn't hear anything. A loud buzzing uh, throughout the whole podcast. So I had to scrap it late last night. And here we are trying to recreate that. Give you guys some content. One of our last mock drafts before uh, we get the draft. Just around the corner here on Thursday. It starts. News came out that the NFL tried to do their own little mock draft Monday. And it didn't get off to a great start. I think they said the Cincinnati Bengals pick took over 20 minutes to get in. We all know who they're picking. From the sounds of it, it smoothened out a little bit as it went on. They got through the first round. Uh, look for them to continue to try to fix some of those problems that they have as this is going to be a first ever that we've never seen a virtual draft for the NFL. Uh, so maybe there are going to be some hiccups along the way, but they're trying to do some testing to get it out. Uh, we experienced some of those hiccups yesterday, but we're back today. We're going to bring you a mock draft Monday. And today I'm trading back and I'm going to try to recreate some of these trades because uh, I had all this recorded yesterday. And now here we are. Uh, probably should have wrote some of this down a little bit more instead of going off the cuff and as we were doing it on the Draft Network. But we'll make it work. Uh, basically took our seven picks, turned them into 10 Walked away with 10 players. We're going to walk through who I selected in those picks, some of the trades that I used to kind of get there, some of the players that came out in a Rams uniform at the end of this. Also, don't forget to go check out Locked On NFL. They are still doing their mock draft that all 32 teams participated in. They are getting you ready for the NFL draft, which we mentioned is just right around the corner. So a ton of excitement, a great production that they put together over there. If you hadn't had a chance, go back, listen to last week's as well. Get caught up from pick number one all the way up to this week. Great stuff happening on over there. Also, if you guys are a local business and looking for some advertising opportunities, uh, right now, Locked On Podcast Network in all local areas is doing 50% off any of the local advertising. So if you have any questions about that, feel free to shoot me an email on any one of our social media platforms. Again, you can find us at Lockdown Rams on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. LA underscore Rambling Bear is my personal. You can also shoot an email over to Brad at Lockdown Podcast, podcast with an S, dot com for more information uh, potentially wherever you are at, wherever you are listening, and where you would like to advertise in that local market. But we got an awesome show for you guys today. I've checked the audio. It is good. We are live and ready to kick into this. So with that, let's just kick in to Tuesday's episode. We are on the final stretch. It is draft week. So with that, we do another mock draft to take a look at what the Los Angeles Rams might try to do in the 2020 NFL Draft. I'm Bear Motter of Lockdown Rams, and this is your lead story. So the Rams come into the 2020 draft, as we've much talked about here on this program, with seven picks in this year's draft. Those selections, again, are in round two, number 52 and number 57 overall. Round three, number 84 and 104. That was our compensatory pick at the end of the third round. In round four, picks 126. No picks in the fifth round. They go on to the sixth round, pick 199. 
the infamous Tom Brady pick. And round 7, 234, that is the last pick for the Los Angeles Rams in the draft. But I decided to take this, go over to our friends over at thedraftnetwork.com, plug in a mock draft, and try to find a way to get some more value in this draft other than the seven picks that we're walking into. I traded back. I collected picks. I found a way to collect 10 picks in total. I'll go over the beginning of that draft and how we got some of the players we wanted as well as extending some draft picks, getting some capital in this draft to find some other positions late in the draft. So the Rams' first pick is number 52 in the second round. Again, they have a pick a few picks later at number 57 in that same round. I think if the Rams are going to trade back, it will be off of number 52. That's a little bit more of the valued pick, so you can try to get a little bit more knowing that you have a selection not too far. I think for the Rams, the best case scenario is if they could trade that second round pick and somehow stay in the second round, maybe drop to a 58 or a 56 Uh, in this round. That wasn't the case in this scenario. I looked for a lot of suitors. I found the Minnesota Vikings there with pick number 89 in the third round as well as 105 in the third round. I also threw in a seventh rounder, 249 in exchange for number 52 of the Rams and our seventh round pick. That came in handy. Three draft picks for two in this one for the Rams. It also moved us into the third round with two of those selections. So already we're up a draft pick just by utilizing that number 52. In my mock draft, the Minnesota Vikings traded up to go get Roquan Davis, interior defensive lineman of Alabama. Not a bad choice there. Jonah Jackson came off the board after that to Philadelphia. Cam Akers running back out of Florida State to Buffalo Bills. Ravens took Matt Hennessy, and Miami Dolphins took Bryce Hall, cornerback out of Virginia. That put the Rams back on the clock at 57. And there was edge rusher out of Michigan, Josh Uchey, still sitting there. It was tough to pass on him at number 52, uh, knowing that we traded back, got some capital, still have our number one edge on the board. The Rams select Josh Uchey out of Michigan, a guy that can come in right away, compete as a starter, can be a day one guy stepping onto the field, can help improve that defense as they have lost a lot in the offseason, especially at that linebacker and edge core. Remember, it's not only Dante Fowler Jr. that has gone, but Clay Matthews as well. So that is the Rams' first selection at number 57. Our next pick up is at number 84. Remember, the Rams also picked up two extra third-round picks in that trade with Minnesota. So number 84 was their own pick, uh, and the Rams looking to replace Brandon Cooks. Michael Pittman Jr. has been flying up the boards. That's why the Rams grabbed him at number 84, wide receiver from USC, a guy that can do it all as far as catching, blocking down the field, has great size, football IQ. All those things kind of come together, and that's why you're seeing Michael Pittman kind of fly up the boards late as we are getting closer and closer to the draft. Remember, this was a guy that I was getting in late third, fourth, even I think at once in the fifth round, but he has been flying up. People are getting a lot of attention uh, to the versatility that he brings as well. So the Rams select him at number 84. That brings us to pick number 89. This is the pick that we got in the trade from the Vikings earlier. We, in fact, then moved this trade again, moving that over to the Jaguars, picking up a a couple picks down the road, 137, as well as another fourth rounder, which we will then again trade a little bit later. So again, picking up more picks, we move back off that 89 in which we collected from the Vikings. So as some picks roll through, we are back on the board 
In the third round, pick 104. This is the Rams' original pick from the compensatory pick. The Rams select Jordan Brooks, linebacker out of Texas Tech. This is a guy that the Rams have talked to multiple times. Uh, fits really well into that middle linebacker role that has been left with a void now with Corey Littleton gone and over with the Las Vegas Raiders. Jordan Brooks is another guy that can come in and compete right away. If you're looking at our first three picks here, Joshua Shea Edge fills the need, can come in, play right away. Michael Pittman Jr., wide receiver, fills the need, can come in and play right away. Jordan Brooks, linebacker, Texas Tech, Third round pick 104 comes in right away, fills a need, competes in the room. Now looking at the first three picks for the Rams, these guys come in right away at a position of need and can't compete right away, something that is very important. While at the same time collecting these guys, the Rams were able to pick up an extra couple picks along the way. Three down and seven to go. Not a bad start for the Rams, a team that needs to find players in this draft that can play as rookies. So coming up, we will pick up where we left off. We're still in the third round. The Rams are on the board with the Vikings pick number 105. That's back-to-back picks in the third round, 104-105. We'll be right back with the Rams back on the clock, 105 in the third round. The Suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Despite finishing a perfect 8-0 in the NBA bubble, the Phoenix Suns are leaving without a playoff berth. Check out Locked On Suns today for a post-mortem on an amazing run by Devin Booker and company. That's all thanks to tiebreakers and a Karis LeVert jumper that rimmed out, giving the Portland Trail Blazers a win and a meeting with the Memphis Grizzlies in a play-in series for the Western Conference 8th seed. That begins on Saturday. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked On Fantasy Football with your Locked On Fantasy Football Edge of the Day. Tight end is a prime position for finding fantasy football sleeper value in 2020. After George Kittle and Travis Kelsey go off the board early, don't worry. You can wait and still get some great return for a starter at the position. The two prime targets both have HH for initials, the Chargers Hunter Henry and the Falcons Hayden Hurst. A healthy Henry can have a monster downfield receiving season for new QB Tyrod Taylor and carries high TD upside. As for Hurst, he's stepping right into the productive spot vacated by Austin Hooper in Atlanta as key support to Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. Trust in Henry a little earlier and Hurst a little later to give you some pleasing tight end one results. Get the edge in your fantasy football league every day by listening to Locked On Fantasy Football on your preferred podcast provider. So if you're hanging with me still, I know I'm trying to make this as confusing as possible with all the trades and really just trying to give you an idea of what it could be like draft day for Les Need and some of these other GMs, especially as we're going to this virtual draft. They did the mock draft rehearsal today for the NFL. Uh, sound like there were some hiccups going on there. They hopefully will smooth it out over the next couple of days, but uh, expect for Les Need to be busy. Again, coming into this with seven picks trying to extend, get a roster that can come in and fill a lot of those holes that we know have happened from free agency. 
And so here we are, pick 105 in the third round. This was what we'd gotten from our number 52 overall pick. We traded it with the Minnesota Vikings. They gave us 89, 105, and 249. We already flipped that number 89 down to the Jacksonville Jaguars to pick up another couple picks later in the draft. But with 105, the Rams have yet to address the offensive line. That's why I think they go with interior offensive lineman Ben Bredesen out of Michigan. Again, all these picks need to look to fill a need. I think this adds some depth at our interior offensive line. I think we've got a good set of tackles with us right now, especially with Andrew Whitworth returning. You know we're not really looking to move him. Yes, he signed a three-year deal. Yes, he probably won't fill all those three years, but definitely getting one, maybe two. And that means you got one other tackle position over there at right tackle. We got Rob Havenstein. We saw multiple of the rookies from last year being able to play at tackle, as well as Joe Nopum was kind of tabbed to be Andrew Whitworth's replacement over at left tackle. So you got some depth there. Let's look at addressing the interior offensive lineman. Blythe has signed a one-year deal. He will be the center, most likely, looking to kind of add some stability at the guards. Ben Bredesen is a guy that can come in and compete and maybe even in his first year squeeze through uh, and get into a starting lineup. If not, a guy that can play multiple positions and can kind of be that swing guard or tackle in this league. And that's an exciting pick for the Rams over at 105. So we move down the board into the fourth. This is still our pick, number 126. The Rams did not trade this one. Uh, and really, you could go multiple of angles here. You could look at going for a safety. You could look at adding some more depth on the O-line. You could look at edge or linebacker. And that's actually what I ended up doing here. Anthony Jennings, edge out of Alabama. After talking with Luke from Lockdown, Alabama, you started to learn that Anthony Jennings is a playmaker, is an alpha male on this defense coming off the edge. Uh, he can do a lot of things. He can even drop into some coverage. So, yes, he has got to improve in a couple areas. But Anthony Jennings coming from a big-time program, making big-time plays and big-time games, I think would be a great addition to go with Josh Uche, who got in that first round. Again, adding some competition in this group. Yes, we've got a few guys that are already on the roster, including... Uh, Floyd, who we have not yet seen when we acquired him during free agency from Chicago. But I think the more guys you have on this defense, especially under new defensive coordinator, especially the way trying to see how he is going to play, potentially a very physical run-stopping defense, followed up by putting them in bad situations on third down, allowing Aaron Donald and the rest of the guys to go get the quarterback. Anthony Jennings could be a very exciting player. Uh, if he kind of fulfills into what he could be at the next level, which we've seen a lot of exciting plays out of him. Next, we head down to pick number 137. This one comes over from the Jaguars. Uh, we got an additional pick with the Jaguars, which we, I believe, then traded uh, even before this, if I missed it. Again, a lot of my notes from yesterday are a little crossed up. Uh, but this is the Jaguars pick that we got from trading down. And I believe that other... Uh, pick that we got from the Jags, which was previous to this. We traded down with New England. We'll get to that a little bit down the way. But we are at pick 137. We're on the board again. And we're going to take Anthony Brooks Jr. out of Maryland. This is a guy who comes from a pedigree of NFL talent. His dad uh, was a star in the league. Brooks Jr. had an amazing season last year at Maryland. Uh, adds to the versatility in which we need at the safety position. He is physical, what the draft network calls a tone-setting presence that's lined up frequently as an overhanging defender and was just asked to blow things up. He's thick, stout frame, and built for triggering downhill and taking on contact. A guy that, again, into this defense could be a lot of fun to watch, especially as we saw uh, the usage 
of Taylor Rapp last year, kind of bringing him down into the box, letting him make tackles, and then also dropping him back into coverage. I love this pickup for the Rams, kind of adding some versatility at safety. Uh, not sure what they're going to do there with nickel corner and how they're going to slide people around, but getting some versatility, getting an extra piece in that secondary is going to be huge. And Brooks Jr. is a great guy for that, especially when you're talking about pick 137 in the fourth round. So looking at my board here, we've got four selections left. And if you haven't been keeping up, we've already taken six selections. It started with Josh Shea out of Michigan, Michael Pittman Jr., wide receiver out of USC. Then we took Jordan Brooks with pick 104 out of Texas Tech, linebacker 105 right after that. Ben Bredesen, interior offensive lineman out of Michigan. Pick 126, Anthony Jennings, edge out of Alabama. And 137, Antoine Brooks Jr. out of Maryland. And now that puts us at 195, which in fact, I think we'll take on the other side. We've got four picks remaining, 10 picks total out of this trading back, although not a popular opinion in the draft world, especially as you're watching and you've been waiting months to see the Rams select twice in the second round. But I think it is the best way to collect a lot of talent in this draft. And this kind of shows you how the game plan or the blueprint could go for the Rams while looking to trade. We'll finish up with the four picks that we have left on the other side. We'll be right back. Mock Draft Tuesday, Locked On Rams, right after this. So pick number 195, this was a pick that we acquired from New England. Uh, this was a Jaguars pick that we ended up trading down and collecting more picks. Uh, we we're kind of looking at this, at least when I first started looking at this, I was like, how many, how many times can I trade a second round pick collecting third, fourth? I was so focused, third, fourth. And then when I started doing these again, I started thinking, hey, Les Snead's job doesn't end when the third and fourth round is over. He's got to find ways to continue to get some players to come in here and try to compete at some of these positions, especially ones that we have big holes in. So, yes, I traded number 52 down, got three picks out of that. Uh, I think I also tabbed in a seventh there. So it was a two for three deal. Uh, looked to move down a couple other times with the Jaguars and New England Patriots in those middle rounds, trading third round picks to collect fourth and sixth round picks. That way, I was able to end up with 10 overall picks, gaining three picks through this process. Some might say, uh, just like the guy at 52 and 57, call it a day and get two solid players. I'd rather go back, at least trade one of those, collect maybe one or two more picks. You can get still some really decent prospects in that third and fourth round, an area that the uh, Rams, especially, especially in recent years, have proven to draft well in. So here we are, pick number 195. Again, this one comes from New England. Uh, and I decided at this point, I'm already filling a lot of needs. I saw a guy on the board with the Rams have met with at a position where we started to see the Rams go to a lot near the end of the year. And that's tight end, right? We saw a lot of 12 personnel and that was the takeoff of Tyler Higby. Well, we didn't really take off much of Gerald Everett. Yes, he was a little banged up near the end uh, to kind of finish out the season, but uh, will he be in the big term plans of the Rams? Maybe we'll find out here in the next four or five days as uh, there's a potential to maybe move a player if you're looking to trade a player for a pick, uh, which is another option for the Rams. I've kept this mock draft solely uh, to trading picks for picks, but if you're looking to move on a player, looking to add some excitement in that tight end room, Gerald Everett has one year left. Maybe you play him out one year and then you decide not to resign him, let him hit free agency. This way, bringing in a tight end, getting them up to that 12 personnel, 
shifting and rotating those guys a little bit more. Again, remember, the Rams didn't do much of the 12 personnel until about five weeks left in the season, and they switched it up big time, mostly to protect that offensive line, but also you saw other things kind of created off that. The running game saw a little bit improvement off of that, but mostly uh, it was our offensive line allowing Jared Goff to move the pocket. Tyler Higby skyrocketed in production to finish the season, uh, but here with 195 for the third time, I will try to make this pick until I go on to another rant, but the Los Angeles Rams select tight end from Oregon, Jacob Breland. They have talked with Breland before leading up to this draft. Uh, the big thing about him is just a big physical route runner. He's not the most athletic guy to create space, but he's one of those big guys that can post up and go get the football. 6'5", 250. The problem with him is he's coming off an injured season. Uh, this is a guy, you know, if you look back a year ago when looking at this draft class, he was projected late first, mid-second round type of guy. Then he got hurt. Here he is uh, falling to us at 195 and maybe would have been around a little bit later, but I decided to go up, take the pick, uh, invest in this guy, not so much for this coming year, but the year after, uh, depending on what the Rams do with uh, Gerald Everett. It's nice to know you've got kind of the bookend tight ends going forward. Uh, now moving on to the next pick is 199. This was the Rams original pick. We kept it, did not trade it. Uh, with this one, I went with Raekwon Williams, interior defense alignment out of Michigan State. This guy's a bunch of fun to watch. Six foot four, 305 pounds. He's got a lot of things that you like that kind of transition well over to the next level. The Rams obviously have invested into this defensive line, adding Sean Robinson, Michael Brockers being re-signed here. Obviously, they drafted this position last year, as well as the development of Sebastian Joseph Day. So maybe not an extreme need for the Rams, but again, a lot of those guys I listed uh, are kind of on a one-year deal in the sense that the Rams can get out of those contracts, as well as a couple of those guys are still unproven. So uh, adding in another guy at this group kind of to throw into some competition as well as if you find a guy down here uh, at this position that can come in and see some value on the roster, uh, I like the pick for the Rams kind of adding some value at that 199. So from there, we go to 230. This pick originally belonged to New England. A part of that trade back, which was originally a Jaguars pick, we picked up two picks from New England, 195, and then 230. This is in the seventh round. Here again, I think you just kind of need to throw and utilize these picks at some positions that need some help. Again, offense linemen coming into this draft might have been one of my top needs, but as going through this process, realizing that I don't think that is the highest need for the Rams in this draft, but getting a guy, again, to kind of come into this room, compete, a guy that can play multiple positions is so important. That's why when I see Calvin Throckmorton here, offensive tackle out of Oregon, a guy that's played majority tackle in his career, but also has started at four other positions on the line at his career at Oregon. So uh, he can shift all the way to the right side, to the left side. He can come in at guard as well. A journeyman across the line, a guy that I think the Rams would really like here in Los Angeles, especially when they are kind of patching these holes right now. They've got a few answers on uh, where some of these guys are going to go, but there's a couple spots open uh, from left to right. So having a guy that can come in, compete at multiple positions, as well as being ready at multiple positions if there's an injury or a setback uh, at the production of one of the other guys, he can step in there uh, and maybe be productive. And for a seventh round pick, not too bad, Calvin Throckmorton, 
offense tackle out of Oregon. You were on the team, my friend. And we finish it up 249. This was in the original trade off of number 52 uh, from the Vikings. This was the kind of throw-in piece that I added in there. And they said, yes. So here we are. We've got one more seventh-round pick. And uh, I decided as looking at who was left on this board, Michael Definity Jr., linebacker out of LSU, after I spoke with Matt Mascana of Locked On LSU, and he talked about this guy having tons of talent, but really kind of got in some trouble, didn't finish the season, uh, came back actually for that national championship game. One of the things I really like about him, especially as a seventh round pick here, is uh, you can plug him in at the middle. You can also plug him in on the outside coming off the edge. He's played multiple positions at LSU. He's been in charge of calling the plays out there as well as just kind of going and getting the quarterback. So uh, he kind of brings a versatility to that linebacker position, uh, especially when you got Brandon Staley here, the linebackers guru, shall you say, coming over from uh, the Vic Fangio style defense as linebackers coach there. Uh, maybe he can find a way to use Definity into his best fit, right? Whether that's coming off the edge or even sliding him into the middle. Uh, the versatility is what I like here in the seventh round. Also coming from a big-time program, played in big-time games, won a ton of games out of LSU. Bring him out here to Los Angeles, let him compete. And really, looking back at my draft, uh, I ended up taking... Two edge defenders, Josh Uche with number 57 and Anthony Jennings, number 126 out of Alabama. I also took two linebackers, pick 104, Jordan Brooks, linebacker out of Texas Tech, as well as pick I just took right here, 249, Michael Divinity, linebacker out of LSU. I also took two offensive linemen, pick 105, Ben Bredesen, interior offensive lineman. Also, pick number 230, Calvin Throckmorton, offensive tackle out of Oregon. I took an interior defensive lineman with pick number 199, took a tight end, 195, took a safety, 137, Antonio Brooks Jr. out of Maryland, as well as getting my wide receiver, uh, pick number 84, wide receiver Michael Pittman out of USC. So we really covered a lot of positions here, and we went deep at the position we really felt like we needed to. Edge, linebacker, offense alignment, took multiple positions there. Uh, one position that I didn't get in this one, uh, and maybe we'll talk about it later because I did about two or three of these mock drafts where I traded back. There were some options late in the fourth and fifth round, and I just missed out on a few guys I wanted, so I decided to go a different direction. So there's options throughout this whole draft, but that's just one indication how the Rams could walk in with seven picks and walk out with 10 players. You really have to try to get creative and find a way to move back as well as find teams that want to move up for a guy they really like. You don't want to pass up on a guy that you really love on your board just to collect some more picks, but the Rams, I think, can find a little bit of best of both worlds if they can move back, pick up some selections, as well as still selecting in those really important areas, which is the third, fourth round, where there's tons of talent, guys that maybe have fallen, but I do still like the game plan of trying to select one of our second round picks, but you gotta look to trade the other one and pick up some other stuff. We'll see what the Rams have in mind. Maybe they trade back on both those. Maybe they select both those. Uh, we're just gonna have to wait and see how Les Need is gonna do it. Uh, coming up throughout the week, we're gonna kind of look back onto some more mock drafts. We're gonna kind of do our final touches on what we can expect the Rams to do. We're also gonna have some people on here to kind of talk about what they think the Rams are gonna do. And as we get close to the draft, uh, we're going to have some folks on here from downtown Rams as well as we're going to be talking to them 
during draft day, during this process. So we'll hear all about uh, what they have to say about first round selections as well as leading up to the second round. So a great week still coming your way. Go check out the NFL Network and their mock draft that they're doing all week long. It is really good and it is kind of coming to uh, the final head here as the draft, the real draft, the virtual real draft is just around the corner. So, so don't forget, reach out. Let me know your thoughts, what you guys have been doing on mock drafts, who you want to talk about in the college ranks, as well as what you think the Rams are going to be doing here in just a few short days. So with that said, Rams Nation, you know what it is. Until next time, peace. Hey, Locked On listeners, you already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fancy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fancy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.